Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 14, Episode 11, titled An Extra Special Episode. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one indecisive co-host from Afterthought Media, Amazon, and Lil Nas X videos. Taylor is not here today. He sent a special message, though, to this person. Here it is for JLS from Taylor the Latte Boy. While these bitches have to sweat it out on stage, lip syncing for their motherfucking life, I get to watch the entire thing and luxuriate in the workroom, honey. Hello, JLS. How are you? No offense, Joe, but that wasn't the best clip zero. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I was, I had a good clip. So, you know, I watched the episode once. And I was watching them all. That's going to be a great clip zero, right? Yeah. And then at 9.45, I was like, oh, I never pulled it. And I was trying to scrub. I couldn't. I didn't write down where it was. And it yeah. was like 9.58. And I was like, I, this is it. This is the clip zero. I, I can't think of it. This, <laughs> I can't find the original one that I, I had in mind. But you know, um, it's what a what a um, metaphor for this week's Drag Race recap where Taylor just gets to sit back and listen while somebody else does the work. Yeah, but Taylor list, Taylor has this OCD where he has to listen to shows in order. And so he's months behind. He's not going to oh. hear this till like June or July, maybe. Well, enjoy your summer, Taylor. Yeah. But, uh, and we will, we're, we're going to talk about your no offense thing. You're obviously referencing Jasmine Kennedy's weird little diatribe against using, which is, by the way, uh, an old, uh, what's the name of that comic? Uh, I can't remember the old Top. 80s comic did a whole bit about that where it was like uh, was, you know, anytime someone says no offense he's like uh, a New York guy I can't remember his name um, George Carlin no like um, something I thought that name starts with an I anyway he's like I Gallagher <laughs> uh, Chris Yock uh, <laughs> whenever Edie Murphy um, you know, whenever since someone says no offense, they're gonna say the most offensive thing possible, like no offense, your sister's a whore. You know, like <laughs> so that's an old like '80s stand-up comic joke. And yeah. I was like, look at Jasmine taking that like as a very seriously thing, a very serious thing right there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's get. You know, we have a lot to cover. <laughs> We have a lot of lip sync. It's going to be like, we'll be back right after this break. And we come back from the great, the, the grape from the break. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. We hope you enjoyed your commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this episode was interesting and I actually want to start with you. Can you tell me two things that you liked? And Wait, one I haven't, thing I haven't you read the not. whole, the two sentence summary. Damn it. Go ahead, then. This week, all the queens but Deja face off in a lip-sync Lollapurusa for their lives. After a total of six lip-syncs, Jasmine Kennedy fails to win three times and is asked to sashay away. Now, Jay, you wanted to say something. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind it. Why don't you tell me two things that you liked and one thing you didn't about? Or do you want to do two things you didn't like and one thing you liked? I don't have strong hatred for, hatred for this episode, but I don't, okay. have strong, I don't have strong feelings either way for this episode, which actually I think is a bad thing for this episode. Because I think it was trying to be gaggy, and it wasn't. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the negative version of, like, um, she bring it to you every time. Every, she bring mm -hmm. it to you every ball. Like, yeah, well, we've seen this, right? I agree with you. I, I do have some things, though, that were, like, kind of the standouts. Like, um, sorry, I, did, were, you, were you just saying an overall thought, or did you have something that you really... 
overall you liked about the episode? You know, the original intention of this two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not, that's why I'm not super strict about it, was I felt in the early days we were too negative. So I wanted to start off on somewhat of a positive foot. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, I, I the show went by relatively quickly for me, at least. Um, so that felt good and it was entertaining. What I didn't like, I wish we would have seen more queens go home. It felt like the stakes were very low. I agree. I, I feel like the for after all of that work, it felt like we didn't have the payout that we deserved. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I liked. I have two things I liked and one thing that I didn't. Go ahead. Thank you for asking. Uh, for me, Jasmine's attitude the entire episode was so refreshing to just not have her. Um, I have been okay watching Jasmine this whole season, but this episode I really felt like she was just like, okay, I'm here for the challenge. And I think it was written in stone that she was going home this episode anyway. The rigor morris of this whole production of we're going to have lip sync for your lives for everybody after Snatch Game, it just felt so produced. Mm-hmm. And I think that she just rolled with the punches so well. And I loved her exit. I loved her throughout the entire episode. I thought that she just gave a good performance, not a winning performance on lip syncs, but I think that she was entertaining the entire time through. Mm-hmm. I also really liked Lady Camden and the In Vogue uh, mm-hmm. lip sync. I thought mm-hmm. she did great. That was like a like a standout from all of the lip syncs this episode. Do you Even remember she that didn't one? win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she did. That was her against Bosco. Oh, that wasn't the three of them. That no, that one was a uh, Beyonce's song. Oh, okay. radio. Yeah. I don't know who did um, that song. Yeah, uh, they also had a really great shot of Bosco and Lady Camden. I've never seen them do this on Drag oh, Race. Where I know it what was, you're about. yeah, that yeah, was. it was like layered with Bosco on the yeah. runway and yeah. uh, Lady Camden further on, closer on the stage, and they just got like a great shot. It was amazing to see that. I haven't seen that on Drag Race. And then my my low of this week, and this is coming from I want Bosco to win. Like, Bosco's my pick to win this entire show. Mm-hmm. I do not want to see her in this bra, panty, and, like, corset number again yeah. in black. Uh-huh. If she could change the color up or do something different, yeah. I would love it. Mm-hmm. I love that she didn't spend, like, a fortune. Or maybe she did. I don't know, like, if this is individual different pieces. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so, like, I, I want her to give me a different look. Yeah. I know. I've seen a lot of stuff about that online. I so don't care about looks. I was like, oh, she has? Like, I didn't even notice. I don't even notice what these people wear. But, I mean, have, I'm, this is like episode three or four that we've seen. I mean, granted, last episode or the episode before, it, she was in, like, that Jubilee from X-Men, like, the overcoat, you know, Georgie from It. Like, she had, like, something that kind of made it different. But this time I was like, man, like, Wait, and then the who, priest outfit. I've never heard anyone use Georgie from it as a fashion reference, which by the way, <laughs> Georgie's the little boy who in the beginning dies, correct? In the raincoat? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We all, what is it? We all, all do something float. down here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they all float down there. But remember last week we had Bosco in the nun outfit that changed into the corset with the same outfit kind mm-hmm. of idea. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've just kind of seen it. And I agree. I'm not like here for the fashion. I know that that's a whole nother show on this network that mm-hmm. dissects every look, but it's something that I'm noticing, which means that it's something that is needs to be addressed. You know, it's funny that you bring up, bring it to the runway, a show that we have on this network. Um, but um, because the reason I say it's funny you bring that up is that, I liken what you said about Jasmine to Christian. Christian is very controversial, to say the least, right? He's polarizing. People either love Christian or they hate Christian. 
And I mm-hmm. feel Jasmine Kennedy is the same way. And I think she and Christian have a very similar uh, attribute to their characters. Okay. Which is uh, Christian and, and, and Jasmine are both these people. Maybe it has something to do with – no, because I'm not that close in age. Um, I always forget Jasmine's a lot younger than she looks. I think she presents as older, but she's she's only 21 or something. Oh, and I thought – Okay. Yeah, Jasmine's only like 21 or 22. She's not old at all. She presents as like 28 to me. Um, but she's only 21 or 22. And, uh, but they're both these people who my mom's the same way too, where whenever they walk into a room, they interpret silence as applause. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. And so, uh, and they, they see, I guess they read compliments and flattery and, 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 and that they're always right. And no matter what the situation is, which I think is good in a situation like this, because she gets eliminated and she's like, well, I thought I won. Great. Yay. Bye. This is good. This is a good positive thing. Because I think Christian and my mom would be the same way. They would be like, you know, they would truly believe that they were eliminated because they were the best, you know, or something like that. And that, or that they did the best. So they have nothing to be ashamed of, which I guess that sort of ego protection is very good i guess in moments like this but i don't know if it's necessary. It, it leads to them being kind of annoying too. both christian my mom and uh jasmine well don't forget that jasmine a few episodes ago was like man they thought we were just so good that they couldn't get rid of us i know she bites <laughs> oh. into like the propaganda that the show puts out there i know that yeah. is, it was it was also in the beginning at the top of this episode she's like guys the gaggery of rupaul saying we are the best oh no that was from the, from the previously on you're right um yeah. that we're the best you know, this or whatever. I'm like, they, they can't truly believe this, can they? Well, and since this is only my second time this season on this, ep- or this season, I am really enjoying this cast. I really like really? these contestants. I do. I, I like them. I like what they're bringing. I'm, I'm enjoying Daya's unfiltered mm-hmm. presence here. Yeah. And I think that we have a strong, a strong race this season. I, I'm really liking them. Oh, really? I actually think, I think the cast is full of very nice people who all get along, but I think they're rather boring. I'm being honest. Okay. You know, one thing we didn't do, Jay, at the top of the show, because you were just so anxious to get to the show, was talk not only about the wonderful community over at patreon.com slash afterthought media, where if you join at the premium level, you get this show and you get uh, anything that's on the Drag Race recap feed two days early and no commercials and stuff. But let me tell you this, Jane. We're, we're launching this now. Let's say you're one of those people and you're listening right now and you're like, I don't care a shit about the commercials. I just skip them, you know? And I don't I, I don't care if I get it two days later. I don't give a shit, right? But I do want to hear just, just between us girls, right? Big news. Now, if you subscribe to the premium level over on, on your Apple podcast, if you're an Apple podcast and you just hit subscribe on that button, you're going to get just between us girls and launching this week, season four with me and Taylor. You're going to get those two shows a week. You just hit subscribe at the top of that button. You're going to get not only, and Jay, not even the current, just, well, you'll get the current just between us girls, but every just between us girls from this season is already there. You can hear all of the season 14 just between us girls. They're all there for you to download, all there for you to listen to right now. Go over to Apple Podcasts Premium, subscribe. You're going to get just between us girls. You're going to get season four. It's a whole other thing. Do it today. All right. And back if, you're to, not, if you're not listening to Just Between Us Girls, you're only yeah, getting half the story. If you're not listening to Just Between Us Girls, you're only getting about 82% of the story. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and you really aren't selling it as much as I think you should. Like Patreon, your Patreon, you put out so many shows. You have such a great network of afterthoughts that are constantly on Discord. Yeah. There's a support system for each other. I mean, yeah. I'm looking, they're live reacting to the episode that we're talking about right now, giving their opinions, which is helping me form my own sentences. <laughs> Just Between yeah. Us Girls is great. And then like on this episode, we played MASH. How many of you guys missed the game MASH from your junior yeah. high? Yeah, right. We did play matches here. And also, by the way, and this is going to sound really sad and depressing, what I'm going to say right now. And it's not meant to be. It's actually, it's actually meant to be a positive thing. But if you're lonely for whatever reason, and, and this is not being funny because, Jay, actually, we don't get this as much anymore because I think there's a lot of content out there. A lot of people place things for people to choose from. But when, in the early days when we were one of the only games in town, we would get emails from people who said, you know, I live in a really um, anti-gay area. I can't really talk about the show with anybody. And this show scratches that itch. I need a community. I need something. I'm not being funny. This community, they I'll be honest with you. And that, this is something they complain about there. They don't even fucking need me. Right? They have now built a community with each other. Where they talk about their lives, their jobs, they celebrate their birthdays together. And I'm not being funny. If you do live in an area where uh, maybe it's not so hostile, you wish you had a gay community or gay-friendly community, I'm telling you, take advantage of the Discord. We have, we're going to have for sure, we're going to have a Mario Party tournament soon, Jay. And I hopefully you show up for Do you play this Mario Party? I do. Yeah, I could play. That'd be yeah. fun. We play video games and stuff. It's it's a whole like actual community. Thank you. Live reactions to the episode too, right? Oh, yeah. You were saying that. Yeah. And that's not, I don't. I'm not allowed to go there, right? But they have yeah. when the episode drops, they do a live watch there, and they talk to each other about the episode. It's a it's a whole thing, guys. It's not just this show early, which I what I talk about. All I care about is my voice in as many cars as possible. <laughs> but there's a whole thing going on. So, uh, after that, after uh, patreon.com slash afterthought media. All right. Enough of that. After the snatch game, uh, Deja feels confident about, ha- about her snatch game win and basks in her safety. Meanwhile, Diabetti expresses her frustration that perennial bottoms is what also the name of the show Jay and I have. Uh, <laughs> Georges and Jasmine Kennedy were spread and gifted an elimination competition based on their greatest. Oh, spared, not spread. I was thinking about the bottoms. They were spared. <laughs> And gifted an elimination competition based on their greatest strength. Let's talk about the uh, Act One, where it's everything after the whole snatch game drama. Um, what were your thoughts there, Jay? <laughs> Deja was a star in this moment, like just sitting back and really stirring the pot of like, well, how do you all feel? I feel yeah. safe. I love it. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I kind of loved her energy this whole episode. Um, but coming back, I mean, what a shock to the system to know that. You have historically one of the, and we've talked about this personally or privately, not even a fun train wreck way, of a snatch. If you join Patreon at the highest level possible, you get to hear Jay and I have our private conversations. Jay doesn't even know that. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So you may, this may be redundant, but yeah. they were having full, like not even a fun snatch game of a disaster. Like I love Kenya Michaels making Beyonce. Yeah narcoleptic and mm-hmm. on pills or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just so out of this world, the shenanigans and tomfoolery. But this mm-hmm. one was just like 
cringeworthy and nobody did a great job. So for them yeah. to come back into the room and just know that this lip sync battle is going to be coming up is, yeah. but they don't know the format yet, which is they kind of exciting. Either, yeah. yeah. For them walking in, they don't know what's going to happen. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a, it was a refreshing cold open from what we normally see of the, Oh, well, I'm so sad. I have to wipe this mirror and pretend like I'm sad that I'm still here. Yeah. I have to tear off this drag and scream and then it's going to go to ha 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 ha, you know, like all that stuff. And now that they're all in trouble and they're all in their own heads, no one's like, all right, let's give it up for Deja for the big win. Like Deja got no, no props, even though she's not like, um, who was that girl from All-Stars last year? Uh, The one who her warehouse burned down, but it didn't really. And uh, Trinity K. Bonet, who's had a fucking tantrum because people didn't give her her props. Uh, I actually found Deja kind of grading on this, okay. you know, which is her whole, like, cause she was kind of like, whenever Deja gets a little, she's like crying cause she hasn't won. And then she's that girl that once she wins one thing, she's like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> there's a lip sync assassin in the house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she, she is the pastel queen, Joe. Remember yeah, she, everybody at home calls her the pastel queen. Oh yeah. She's the pastel queen. She's okay. like, keep talking you shit. You, what, what's, what's the name of that? I, I always ask for the name of, um, that, uh, let me see here. I'm gonna go to my, let me see, library. Uh, YouTube makes it so hard to find things sometimes. <laughs> yes, it's me. And you guys are angry about it. Oh my God, I make y'all feel that. <laughs> well, this will not take long. Well, I just wanted to pop up here and show y'all how I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm looking great. I'm feeling great, you know. <laughs> I'm over here very booked and busy while you bitches over here are still looking raggedy and not doing shit. <laughs> wow. But anyway, um, I just want to let y'all know I'm not going anywhere. So talk your shit, you shitholes. <laughs> you can't defeat a bad bitch. You just cannot do that. I rise above that. Ew. <laughs> so I just want to say, hey, <laughs> and that I'm here to stay, and you're going to be mad every day. <laughs> Success. That, that's Deja after she wins one she wins one challenge. But think of, I mean, she has been waiting. I, as a contestant, you're waiting for this moment to be named, and Snatch Game is the win that you want to win. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm on her side. I just enjoyed it, but I could see it being a little grating on people to just have the constant like, "Who are you talking about?" Everybody's scared, and she, you know, like she's ah. kind of ex- <laughs> okay. Don't laugh at me. Don't joke about that. Yeah, I was, was I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed her this episode, but I could see the other perspective on it. Yeah, it just seemed like she's just very like ah. Uh, you know, like when I was a little kid, and let's say one of us got to stay home from school for whatever reason, and the other one had to go to school, and I was just like, <laughs> uh, to make my brother mad, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'll just watch, you know, three reruns of I Love Lucy today. Um, success. Su- success. <laughs> uh, she was, she was kind of bugging. Um, I actually don't, if maybe you can explain it to me. Maybe I wasn't totally paying attention. What was Diabetes fucking point? What did she say exactly? Like, what's the... Oh, about Georges and uh, uh, Jasmine Kennedy? Yeah. I mean, she's kind of saying what I think the audience is feeling. Like, not that we're done with Georges at this point, but 
we know that oh, Georges has secured a spot in Work the World or in the Vegas show. Like that uh-huh. is a lock probably for Georges. Okay. But I think as far as the show is concerned, I don't know if we're going to get much more out of Georges besides like another great lip sync maybe. Mm-hmm. And the same for Jasmine Kennedy. I mean, these queens have been in the bottom cons- for a couple challenges now. And I think that what Diabetti is saying, granted, she was the first one sent home. That's what I was going to say. She was the first one to go home. Yeah. So I think she's kind of holding her head a little higher than she should. But I think she's saying kind of what the rest of the cast is thinking, like, man, I really just want to get some bitches out of this room. Yes. And I think that you're right. The audience does agree. And if this would have been a bloodbath, that would have been a great thing. But as we saw, it was not. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but let's go over to the next day. Deja gloats while Lady Camden wonders if they are all being punished for not taking risks. Willow hopes she gets a song that's her style. And Angeria crosses her fingers for a park and bark. Daya calls out the girls for not being truthful. The queens speculate on the format of the Lala Perusa, while Jasmine confronts Daya, Daya, sorry, on her use of the term. No offense. Let's talk about this, I guess, in, in a little bit of detail. Um, did you have any thoughts on what happened the next day before they get to the main stage? Um, I appreciated that they didn't know that they were going to be lip syncing against each other because we have seen in other seasons that old contestants have come back for a chance to win. Mm. Like we saw that in all stars um, where Latrice came back. And we've also seen um, this is, I think our first time with like a bracket system where the loser gets sent to the back and then watches and then, mm-hmm. you know, goes against the winner. I think so to have that format was a little bit of a breath of fresh for me, but it still seemed kind of stale to have like a lip sync showdown, SmackDown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so them hypothesizing what they thought could happen was kind of fun to see because I think Deja is the one who brought it up saying, do you think that it's going to be other contestants or do you guys think it's going to be all at once? Because mm-hmm. again, we've seen it on the stage before where season 11, we had six queens, I think, lip sync at the same time. Do you remember that? Yes. Charlotte? Yes. Yeah. So they don't know really what's coming. So I kind of thought like them kind of being like, well, I don't know. How are we going to do this? Because these queens all have different styles of lip syncing. And I don't know what kind of queen you think you'd be as a lip syncer, but I mean, Georges isn't going to give the same performance as an Angeria. So yeah. I liked hearing what their strengths were. Uh, you're right. And Deja coming from a place of safety was free to sort of like think outside the producer. box and be like, Hmm, yeah. What is it going to be? Are they going to get rid of all? Well, she makes that joke. I think if it's the previous day or today where she's like, maybe all seven of you go home. <laughs> and all the bitches yeah. are like super quiet and like really success. Upset. Yeah, and she's like success. <laughs> yeah, because um, they're all really, really nervous and really, really upset. Cause especially not knowing what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, um, it, most of it is just them. A lot of this is wasted, not wasted time, but they're killing time because they're just mm-hmm. trying to figure out uh, what it's going to be like. Um, but let's talk about. Jasmine confronting Daya on the use of the term no offense. What were your thoughts there, Jay? Uh, uh, I mean, this is something that I think we've all encountered with somebody in our life where they say no offense and then proceed to say something offensive. Yeah. <laughs> and they're using that as a buffer to be like, well, don't fault me for saying it. It's, you know, I, it's just a tough uh, conversation to have because instead of Daya just saying, my opinion is I think you guys should go home or I feel like you guys should go home. The no offense is kind of acting as a buffer to say, look, I, it's almost like unwritten or unspoken. I think you guys are great at this show and blah, blah, blah. But I think you should have gone home. You're past your prime. Well, don't you think all tea, no shade is the sort of drag queen version of no offense? 
Like, I'm just giving you the truth, bitch. I'm not trying to be shady. Uh, yeah. And I guess my thing is, is like, I'm going to strangely, because diabetes really grates on my nerves. And I will admit, I will, you know, full disclosure, there's something about the way she looks and talks that reminds me of somebody that I truly do not like very much. Mm-hmm. And so I think I might be projecting onto her, my hatred for that person onto her. Um, so, so I, I may not be seen clearly with Diabetti, but what I'll say though is I'm going to defend her here because it, maybe she's just not being very elegant about it, but trying to say like, I'm not trying to stir shit up. I'm just making this point, right? Don't yeah. take it the wrong way. I know this might hurt you, um, but I'm just trying to bring up a legitimate point about the competition. I, I don't know. I thought Jasmine was like, it's weird because you have to think about it in terms of like a person and then like a TV producer. So in terms of a person, diabetes, right? Like, why are you bringing this? We're super stressed right now. I'm very stressed. Why are you deciding to add to my stress right here in the workroom as we're about to go lip sync for our motherfucking lives? Right. Yeah. But as a TV producer, you're like, yeah, they're just all going to put on makeup, Jasmine, bring up this whole no offense thing. Because it's like, and also, why is it a bit that big of a fucking deal? Like, okay, she says no offense. But it's, I, I kind of agree with Jasmine. It's just like, just say what you want to say. Don't, don't try to buffer it with the. But she did say what she wanted offensive. to say. True. And I think that we saw this conversation with the reads where Jasmine said that Daya was two faced. And then they had to have that conversation too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's something about them that their, their words do not. Um, enter each other's ears in the right way. Like they're not able to interpret what the other one's saying. There's Who a mis- is having that conversation? What? <laughs> I already left the soundboard. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, but they they are having that conversation, and I think that they've they've described it the best. I think that anybody can. Is they seem like siblings. They, I mean, Daya was giving her praise during her lip syncs, but then to her face, being like, "Well, you're a bitch." <laughs> Tyra yes. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It was just it was um I don't know. It it's a dumb fight to have, and I do agree that it probably wasn't the time or place, but Jasmine's probably thinking, oh, my time is limited. Like maybe I just need to get this out. Well, I don't think it was very producer driven. Probably. Like, it, it's, what a weird thing. Cause like just as Daya's point is, why are you bringing this up now? I'm sure like J- Jasmine's putting on her makeup. I'm sure she's worried. Why is she all of a sudden she's focused on this thing? All of a sudden she's bringing up um the no offense thing, which we've heard from, is it Raven or Raja or somebody who who said that the producers are literally under the makeup table going like, bring up the, the yeah no offense, you know? Well, Ben De La Creme also said that you're throwing on a face of makeup, putting on a wig, and then talking about your dead parent, and the, yeah. the producers are telling you to do it. And it's just like, yeah, I know that they're trying to juggle a lot. And they're making a show. Do we want to watch a room full of quiet yeah. queens putting on a face of paint? Well, especially no. with this cast, who they all get along. So the, I think the producers are very much like, we need to make something happen. And that's one of the things we can talk about this later is as much as Jasmine Kennedy got on my motherfucking nerves, what is it going to be now that she's gone? You know, that's why I'm kind of shocked to, and not shocked to hear, but like, I'm, I, I feel like Diabetti could have been placed into season two, three, four, five, six, and been like, in with those girls that kind of where it got a little bit messy or it got, mm-hmm. they, they were able to kind of have that untucked messiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm appreciating that old kind of return to the show. Cause with mm-hmm. one queen, it's hard, but I think she's, 
I don't know. I, I appreciate her kind of just laying it out there. But the problem it's is you're nice. right. When there's one, only one person doing it in the cast that they all get along, it just sort of just falls flat. Yeah. Act a fool, girl. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Act a fool. All right, Jay, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we're going to get into the lip syncs. We'll be right back after this. What a fantastic break, Jay. Oh, wow. my God. Refreshing. Refreshing. Oh, we did so much. I went over to your house and I played some uh, video game with El- your boyfriend. And then yeah, I Elden ran Ring back was over here. on and yeah. we said, God, we got to get this show back on. Oh, my God, Jay, I got to get back home. I got to do the show. You would think I would just continue the show sitting right next to you. You think? Yeah. Um, We should have done the show in person. And really, we could. I don't know why we, we don't. We could. Yeah, I don't know why we don't or didn't. Um, all right. Well, uh, Jay, let's get into, well, let me see the main stage. RuPaul announces there'll be a series of six lip stink, lip stinks, lip syncs. Maybe, yeah, maybe lip syncs. <laughs> Some were lip Some were. The winner will be safe from elimination while the losing queens will continue to face off until there are two remaining, one of which, I cannot read today, one of which will sashay away forever in a bingo cage. There are seven balls. Oh, one for each queen. <laughs> Jasmine Kennedy's ball is pulled first. She gets to choose her opponent, and she chooses. Um, wait, the script doesn't have who she chooses. Oh, Diabetti. This is our first one. Yeah, yeah. She chooses Jasmine Diabetti. Kennedy versus Diabetti. Meanwhile, as the chosen queen, Diabetti gets to choose the song. Um, let's before we get into it's Jasmine versus Diabetti. Before we get into this, let's just talk about this right now. Sort of Aretha the, Franklin uh, respect. I just want to put that. That's what, what Diabetti chose. Uh, Aretha Franklin. Oh, respect I have it here. Where, before we get oh, into okay. it, yeah. Before we get into it, though. Do you agree with me? And I don't think the show tried to hide this. That they had this bingo cage and they'd spin it. And then Calix would openly look inside the cage, look at the balls, put his hand, and then pick one ball in particular. There was no, like, I'm just going to look away and reach my hand. You would hand hear ceramic, I, the yeah. ceramic things as he's <laughs> trying to pick the right one. Yeah. Yeah, like it was not like okay. I'm gonna close. I'm gonna you know. I'm have my hands over my eyes with one hand, and I'm reaching. I'm mimicking this. I'm miming this. No, no, no. He was literally like like he was a kid in a candy store trying to pick the right candy, you know. And I mean, they wouldn't. It wasn't even. They weren't even like trying to hide that. Am I wrong? I'm surprised that there weren't six balls that just had JK like for Jasmine Kennedy on it, and then they like spin it. I mean, they, they really could have done it that way if they knew who they wanted to yeah. be the one who picks. He but literally, it, it, yeah, yeah, he was dipping his like his eyes were following his hand. Now let me ask you this question, Calix. Your type? No, yes. Oh, I can't even remember what he really looked like, but I remember he was cute. Yeah, he was like that vanilla sort of like. It looks like he'd be boring in bed, if I'm being honest with you. Why are we having such a shakeup with the pit crew? Like, we don't, don't we're not getting introduced to them anymore, and I don't know, it just she seems weird. She said Calix. We huh? She said his name was Calix. I guess I wanted to, I wanted to know, like, when his birthday was, his favorite food, his favorite place to vacation. Didn't like that they used of. to have, like, a pit crew untucked kind of thing? 
oh, maybe they did. But like, where's Bruno? Like, I feel like we're missing like our core, like Bryce and Bruno and Jason. Like, it's mm-hmm. weird to, I, I, I'm happy to have diversity in different phases on the show, but it's just, it's, they're coming out of nowhere now. Yeah. Um, all right. Lip sync number one, Jasmine versus Daya. The song is Respect by Aretha Franklin. Now we know Daya wins the lip sync, ensuring her safety, leaving Jasmine up for elimination. Your thoughts on this lip sync right off the bat, Jay? Um, love the song. Great song. Classic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I agree that I think that Daya won the lip sync with just no stunts and just kind of owning the stage. My big issue with Daya's lip sync is that she was purposefully covering Jasmine Kennedy. And I mm-hmm. think that that's poor sportsmanship. It's I no agree. Mimi lifting Indian. <laughs> My favorite thing about the yeah. Indian Mimi moment is they add the like, and then there's like a dolphin noise in the background that goes, <laughs> when India's being carried. And I don't understand the choices, but I, I, I think that her moving across the stage and you can see her kind of catching glances from the side of her eyes. She's trying to cover Jasmine Kennedy. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, but you said this just right before the break. Daya is that old school drag race villain. And I would say seasons one and two for sure. I'm not sure about three so much. Maybe the early outs in season three. They were doing that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be them be nice. They were doing that shit. Sometimes they were like pulling the clothes off the other person and, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit, you yeah. know? And, uh, so that is very old school drag race to do that kind of stunt. The other thing I'll say, this this lip sync made me realize something about the lip syncs, all lip syncs in general on this show. And I never thought this before. But there is an element for a successful lip sync that you are, to some degree, even though you are your own person, you are your own drag queen, you are your own persona, it, the most successful ones are a hybrid of your persona, your drag queen, and your interpretation of that persona of the person singing the song and Mm -hmm. it becomes more important the more famous that person is and the reason i bring that so in other words well let's take you know um georgis a with her song choice everyone thought she would choose uh jennifer lopez Lopez. because she's gonna give really good jennifer lopez but even with beyonce georgis was giving you beyonce Mm -hmm. right with Aretha Franklin, because we saw this before, you brought up Kenya Michaels earlier. One of my favorite lip syncs of all time, because the train wreck it is, is season four, Latrice Royale versus Kenya Michaels. Natural woman, right? And Latrice does a park and bark and very emotionally uh, takes on that song while Kenya Michaels is doing flips and pirouettes and ballet moves, you know, yep. in the background. And it's literally unhinged. Pregnant. Yeah, pregnant. <laughs> And unhinged, right? It's yeah. an unhinged lip sync. And it's the same thing here, too, where I, these girls don't look like Aretha Franklin. Their persona isn't like Aretha Franklin, but there is something ridiculous about doing death drops and, uh, all kinds of floor work and moves to an Aretha Franklin song. Because mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin clearly would not be doing a death drop. Right. And I don't know why that is, but that's, I mean, that's sort of the thing here. She looked ridiculous. Uh, yes. It's when you're, when you have a song like this, you don't need to pull out the stunts. It's, it's about the soul, the vibe, the embodying that song. And I think that's ultimately Jasmine Kennedy's 
downfall in her lip syncs is that she starts at a 10 and it's kind of Alyssa Edwards energy where you're just, it's like frenetic and chaotic and it just kind of goes, 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 and there's no levels to play with. And I think that was kind of her downfall specifically on this one. Well, I will say, and this, I don't remember the second one, but the third one for sure, it, it, it does go with what I'm saying here is it reminds me of a child when a song comes on and they're like, mom, 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 Mm -hmm. mom, mom. Mom, look, mom, look at mom, mom, look at, look at this mom. And then they do like a shitty cartwheel earlier this week. (laughs) Afterthought media personality, Lori Roggenkamp sent a video to a group of us, myself, Jay, Adam Salandra of a video of herself at like, what is she like? 12 or 13, 11. I don't know how she is. It's hard to tell (laughs) with Lori because she's like eight feet tall and the other kids are like three feet tall, (laughs) but she's very young and it's uh, some sort of like, birthday party or something and they're playing a song and all the kids are dancing right yeah. but they're, do- they're they're dancing like jasmine kennedy in this song they're just like running and jumping and there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing one girl does the splits for no reason you know <laughs> ganja Lord, ganja was there <laughs> yeah ganja was there um laurie's just running back and forth like shrek looking for firewood and <laughs> And, uh, but that's what it, that's what it seemed like. That's what the, the Jasmine Kennedy's performance, like a kid going like, look at me, look at me, look, 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 mom, look, look. And the mom's trying to have a conversation over, you know, there with yeah. Kathy. And she's like, anyway, <laughs> Kathy, when I make rice, mom, 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 <laughs> look. And then they like, just jump in the pool. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, uh, there was a frenetic energy to it. I, My overall note for Jasmine Kennedy is she had the best wig for this fight. Like, for Mm -hmm. these Smackdowns. Did you see the hairography going on with her? With which one? All of them. Jasmine Kennedy had such a good unit on her head it was yeah. flowing and everything I, I that was captivating but um overall i i, I don't know i i this first one it was a strong start to the night but um i do i agree with the judges on this one that i think yeah. daya took it that was my question the right person win you're saying yes we both agree daya won yes. that one all right lip sync number two uh the next ball drawn belongs to willow pill who challenges bosco who chooses the song never too much by luther vandross uh someone said luther vandross I think that's a New Yorkism because on I love uh or Flavor Flav, I love what is it? Flavor of Love. Uh there's a girl who says, You're just jealous because I look like Beyonce and New York goes, Beyonce, Beyonce, bitch, you up here looking like Luther Vandross. <laughs> so I think that the younger generation thinks it's Luther Vandross. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, Willow Pills told Shantae you stay while Bosco remains up for elimination. Let's talk about this one right here. Your thoughts here. Jay. <laughs> this gave me the vibes of Shangela when she's like, Oh, I really love reggae. I love reggae. Making <laughs> Carmen Carrera pick reggae. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember this? Yes, so, um, I do. Willow has been really smart this competition to not lay all of her cards out on the table and say, This is what I do. This is the kite. Uh, uh, although I do remember somebody, I think it was Bosco saying, I don't want to go against Willow, Willow if it's a camp song. Yeah, she did. So they're right. Their producers are writing, you know, the who they should pair up with but um it's an interesting song i i've never would have thought this would have appeared on drag race but mm-hmm. i it was a pairing up that i was excited to see i liked willow's look and i've talked about bosco's look but i think that they both uh looked prepared for this mm-hmm. lip sync yeah i could have seen this one going either way yes it was a very close call for me i think the edit was trying to really 
you know, put it over for Willow as to why it's obvious. Willow did give, I think, a much, I'll say this, there was an energy, and I think this might have been sort of like, if we're going to give the benefit of the doubt to the judges, there was an energy from Willow of a, there was an air of confidence with Willow where, mm-hmm. um, Bosco did come up more desperate. Yes. Where Willow was just like, yeah, bitch, whatever, I got this, you know, and maybe that gave her the edge. But you're right. It was much closer than Daya and um, Jasmine Kennedy. And I, I could have mm-hmm. seen it going either way. Uh, but uh, yeah. But I really don't have too much to say other than that. I think if we saw this on a normal episode, this lip sync, I would have been like, that's a very passable lip sync. There was nothing. There was no. When I think of a great lip sync, I think of like Manila doing How Will I Know where she's against the wall and like giving it a character. And I just like there's moments that were created. And I think that this one, there there was a lack of moments. And I think I'm in the minority here in saying that I think it was a close one because I think the Internet feels that Willow flat out won this one like by yeah. a lot mm-hmm. but i i am excited to see another lip sync from willow if we're going to get that this season or see what else she does i've never looked up her mixes that she makes um so i'm excited to see more from willow but this wouldn't be the number that would get me excited for a willow um production i guess like if i saw it on a normal episode but i am excited to see it see more well i'm actually watching willow and bosco right now yeah and, and it's it's kind of confirming what i'm talking about where like Willow, like, look at Willow's being very, very sultry, and mm-hmm. Bosco's, again, it's very, very subtle, right? It's very subtle. She, you know, Bosco's not doing what Jasmine was doing, but there's a lot more, I just don't know that Bosco's getting the vibe of the song, which is a much more, I mean, if you're doing Luther Vandross, you're going to be doing almost like a a sexy, sultry, like, slow thing where I feel like Bosco's moving too much. Not, not that it's bad, not that it's bad, but like if you're giving the edge, if you're like really, really looking at the finer details, Willow's performance is much more refined. Agreed. Much more controlled. Yeah. And so again, now it was really embarrassing because we just saw Ross and Carson trying to get in with uh, Luther Vandross. <laughs> and that was really embarrassing. I, I do agree though. There is a, an energy that, it, uh, just watching it on silent, we are seeing Bosco kind of more making it like a dance number instead yeah. of a, you know, vibing with whatever is happening on there, which well, is what we're seeing Willow do. What I will say about Willow, what I'll say this because it's the only time we're going to get to see her lip sync, is when I've seen her lip sync, she's, you know, what's funny, we see this with Jasmine later, is Jasmine goes, oh, I'm going different this time. I'm going to go campy, right? And then she just goes full on crazy person. Whereas Willow's huh. really good, especially with this guitar thing she's doing right there. Where she's really giving it good at giving you the series, but then throwing in little morsels of camp that give you exactly what you want and make the camp more highlighted, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it really emphasizes it when it's a, when it, when you're doing a more serious performance and you throw in those little moments, it emphasizes really that moment, to be honest with you. Whereas Bosco's mm-hmm. just giving a pretty straight laced one note performance, uh, which isn't bad. Again, if, if I was seeing this at the club, I'd be into it, but Willow, I think has the edge there. All right. Uh, Jay, you have any more thoughts to say on this particular lip sync? No, I think overall it was a, a strong second uh, lip sync choice. All right. Very good. Let's move on now to the next one. Lip sync number three. RuPaul reveals Georges and Jerry and Lady Camden will have a three-way lip sync. Um, <laughs> Georges and Paul. Yeah, go ahead. Before we get into the lip sync, the aftermath of Ru reading Michelle was oh. a jaw drop. I laughed so hard. I'm all, whoa, <laughs> we don't get to see that very much. 
<laughs> well, that was kind of ballsy for Michelle to be like, because RuPaul said that was that was like a really, and she's not wrong. That was like yeah. a really sexy girl group performance. It was, and, and she and and Michelle says in one line like, "Yeah, it reminds me of." Uh, it, it was like watching seduction up there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ru goes, "Oh, you wish that seduction could do that." <laughs> It's true. I mean, it is true. Um, I haven't, to be fair, I'm not Taylor, so I have not seen yeah. Oh, Taylor before. would be able to go like, well, actually, in 1991, Seduction <laughs> did a performance at the American Music Awards that aired on Fox. And you're like, how do you remember this? Right? Yeah. And, anyway, yeah. Uh, she gets the power to choose. Georges randomly has her ball chosen by Calix and give her the power to choose. And she chooses the song <laughs> Radio by Beyonce. Uh, George's Shantae is a safety while leaving Lady Camden and Jerry in the Lala Perusa. Now, Jay and I are watching this. Um, I will say this was a tougher one to call. Jay, what were mm-hmm. your thoughts? This one was almost chaotic. Um, I loved the colors that were on the stage because oh, each, true. so we had, we had Camden in pink, we had George's in yellow and Angeria in like a, metallic gray black so it really was able to help like distinguish who's doing what and it is so vibrant and fun to watch but this one was like being at a concert you don't know where your eyes should go because everybody's doing something different at the same time yeah but i mean i think this one was going to be a lock for georges we've they built it up this whole season this whole episode Mm -hmm. nobody wants to go against georges yeah um and i think that no matter what the song was that she chose you know because she was her ball was picked at random. Yeah, uh, that it was going to be her her song to her her lip sync to lose, basically. Well, again, jo- it, talking about energy and whatnot, when Georges is on the stage and you're seeing it right there, she has a command of the stage, which is so funny and so interesting to see that because I feel in other challenges and even in the work, I was actually noticing in the workroom, Georges is just not a presence in the workroom whatsoever. She doesn't. Mm-hmm bring attention to herself. She's just doing her thing. She's very quiet. She, I, I, I can't even think of any George's workroom moments, if I'm being honest. But when I she I remember gets, saying cutesier and ditzier. That's yeah, really, I'm going to be a little more cutesier, ditzier. Yeah. yeah. And then also she really, really suffers in acting challenges, but you get her on the stage where she has to lip sync and she comes to life and she has a command and charisma that is hard to top. And mm-hmm. whereas Look, don't get me wrong. Any other lip sync, Camden and Nigeria are probably winning if it's one to one, you know, one on one. But, uh, but just that it's again, it's a subtle thing where Georgia just has a command and you can't take your eyes off of her. Yes. You this know? is where Georgia shines. And I think that if the show were America's best lip syncer, Georgia's would take the title. No problem. I think yeah. I said it earlier. I'm, I'm not done with Georgia's on the show, but I am, I've seen her perform now. I would, absolutely go see her at a bar i think she would put on a fantastic show and yeah, that's yeah. i think the audience she's going to get from being on rupaul's drag race so here's my question did the right person win this lip sync <clears throat> i think it had to be georgia's i i don't think that angeria or lady camden outdid georgia's yeah. and i really it's <laughs> my own personal thing i really wish that we got three shablams when uh, George's and Nigeria both went down. I really wish that we had Camden do it, mm-hmm. but I think that George's <clears throat> just had the energy and filled the song. What about well, you? Do you think the same? Well, I agree with what you're saying. That would have been amazing. Almost like on during um, the Tatiana and um, Alyssa lip sync when they both shablam at the same time. But I feel like if Lady Camden did a, uh, a shablam, she would break her bones. She's a dancer. I know, but she looks really fragile. I don't know what it is. She does. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, let's go to lip sync number four, which is Lady. Oh, no, no, wait. It, let me see here. Lady Camden and Jerry. Oh. Okay, let me read it. Lady Camden and Jerry Paris and Michaels, Jasmine Kennedy and Bosco are in the final four. Lady Camden's ball is snatched from the bingo cage at random by Cal- Calix. And she chooses to battle Bosco, who chooses Don't Let Go by In Vogue. Um, okay. Um, were you familiar with this song when, before n- it was played? No, which is funny. I've heard a lot of, I, but I, you know, I have a really kind of like a, a lost era there in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is, this fell in there. Lady Camden comes out on top and is safe for another week, putting Bosco in the final two. Again, very good point with the contrast in colors there, Taylor, because when it was Willow versus Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. Isn't, aren't you Taylor the Latte Boy? <laughs> There's that shot you were talking about. Yeah, uh, Jay. So yes. good. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. Give us your thoughts on this lip sync, Jay. Um, besides Swept Away, which we're going to come up to, I think this was my favorite lip sync of the night. I mm-hmm. think that um, solely because, I, again, I'm saying this as like a Bosco fan. I'm a, I love Bosco. Mm-hmm. I think Lady Camden embodied this song and did the job. I think that it was a really great song. I think that her look matched the in vogue like vibe. I don't like the the she had the mohawk pink and everything. I think that it just felt kind of grunge or and I know they're not grunge, but it just mm-hmm. felt like uh the song's kind of like it's it's I don't know what I'm saying. It's a put together song, but it's like a it shreds you apart. And I think that Lady Camden was embodying that in her look also. So I think everything just like was working for Lady or Lady Camden. What, what, I think she won. What grade would you give Bosco? <clears throat> But to be honest, as and again, as much as I like Bosco, I think she's not doing anything that's making her stand out. So if I had to give her a grade, maybe like a what a, like a one out of ten, I would say maybe like a six or a seven. I was never not entertained by these lip syncs. I think they all did a great job, but I think that there this one was a clear winner in Lady Camden's favor. I almost wonder if yeah, you're right. And, and, and Lady Camden did this win this lip sync. I didn't think differently. Bosco is definitely making it work, and she's doing what she can. Doesn't really right get it captured as much as Camden does. But what I'll say though is, I'm wondering how much because we know that that uh, Bosco is going to beat Jasmine. Is you know before Bosco is going against Willow, a person she loves. Bosco is going against Camden, a person she loves. And I'm not saying she doesn't love Jasmine, right? But I wonder how much of there is a sort of like annoyance with Jasmine. You can draw on that energy to pull what you need to give the performance you need to bring bring her down. If that makes sense. Where it's a little harder with people that you generally also root for. That, I don't you, know if I'm making any sense. Are you saying? No, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but tell me if this is right. That Bosco was holding back on the first two. I wouldn't say holding back, but that, well, not consciously. Mm-hmm. I think that there, yeah, I think I think Bosco was stressed out, and I yes. think she was giving it her all. No, I think she's giving it her all, but I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because she does seem to pull it out in a way when Jasmine's there. But maybe she, maybe when the stakes are that high, mm-hmm. you just pull whatever reserve energy you have left. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but clear. But you know, it, it, Bosco did deserve to lose there. Camden did bring it. So far, the judges are a hundred percent. I'll be honest with you. I can't think of a time when I disagreed with the judges. I'll be honest with you. To give oh, to tip my hand a little bit. I don't know if there was a time when you disagreed with the judges, but um, I think we're coming up on an example. Oh, really? Because yeah, next we have um, Angeria, Paris, and Michaels, and Jasmine Kennedy face off in the second semifinal. The song "Love Don't Cost a Thing" by Jennifer Lopez. Now we learn, and we're going to be controversial, I guess. Angeria wins the lip sync. 
and send Jasmine to the bottom too. We're actually watching it right now with the sound off, which I think makes it actually a little bit more interesting to watch when you're not, when you don't have the music to sort of tell you how to think. Um, it makes it a little bit different here, a different mm-hmm. experience. You get to watch it in a in a much more interesting way. Now, right now, so Jasmine's doing her best. Alyssa, there's a very Alyssa Hunter, uh, Alyssa Hunter, Alyssa Edwards, Edwards. type moves. Um, but yeah, so what we're seeing right now. Um, and Jiri is giving more face, fewer moves. Jasmine is more moves, uh, less commitment. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think that, uh, Jasmine or yeah, Jasmine dropped the words a couple times. I noticed like they, and I think they were showing that to show the audience, like, look, we're going to give Angeria, but Angeria does this one squat move a couple mm-hmm. times within this. So I don't think that pop, uh, dance is kind of her genre that she would and she said it she would rather park and bark and give a ballad mm-hmm. but if you look at the hair the outfit everything that jasmine kennedy's wearing she has that long flowing hair she has like a bodysuit that has a cool like hip embellishment i think it really fits this vibe of song and she's got the energy for it and jerry has kind of pageant hair on for this lip sync smackdown and it i i kind of miss the movement of the stage they both did great. This was a very close one for me, but I do think yeah. that Jaz- Jasmine Kennedy inched her out just a tiny bit. But I, and I, I want Angeria to be in the top four, top three, yeah. top two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her so much. I And I think she did a, a very serviceable job. I just think that Jasmine inched her out by just a tiny bit. I could see what you're saying. Now looking at this without the music and, and talking about it in an analytical kind of way, I can see what you're saying. It is... If you, I would highly recommend people watch it without the music. <clears throat> it is very, 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 very close. It's very close. Um, when you're watching it without the music, I if I were watching this without music the first time, I wouldn't be able to tell you who won because mm-hmm. I think where Angeria has the edge is her interpretation of the song. So when you take that away, the edge is gone. But that's why I'll still agree with uh, the judges is that Angeria just had a better interpretation of the song in terms of face, what she was yeah. bringing to it in terms of energy with her face. Yeah. But, yeah. I I'll, I, I want to give Jasmine her flowers on this, too, is I think that she played with levels, which for pop divas like Britney, Jennifer, you know, whoever you're going to see doing, like, dance numbers in their sets, there's a lot of floor work. There's a lot of moving up and down stage hairography. So I think she just looked like a pop star, and it mm-hmm. fit Love Don't Cost a Thing. But... Again, I, I, I'm happy Angeria won because I do think that Jasmine's time on the show has come. But I do think that in that lip sync, I was I was happy to watch Jasmine excel and use that energy towards something good. Now, I don't really know uh, Jennifer Lopez, but does she do a lot of like she's humping the floor, which I think Jasmine does a lot of. D- does who do that? Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Jasmine. Brittany? Jennifer no, Lopez? J- Jennifer Lopez herself. Um. I don't know. I'd have to go and watch her like dance sets, but I think that it's a very common thing to for maybe not Jennifer Lopez, but her dancers for sure are because they what when choreographers are setting up dances, they're trying to set up levels and make it so that your eye kind of dances around the stage with the dancers too. All right, very good. Uh, all right, for the final lip sync, Jasmine and Bosco must battle one last time to avoid elimination. The song "Swept Away" by Diana Ross. Uh, in the end, Bosco wins the lip sync. Jasmine Kennedy reveals her bar is made of chocolate and sachets away leaving seven queens in the competition. Uh, let's talk about this lip sync here, Jade. Now, were you familiar with this song? I had never heard it before. I had never heard... I mean, obviously, I know Diana Ross, but I did not know this specific song. Yeah. 
But this seems like a very like a RuPaul favorite kind of RuPaul, as we know, loves herself some Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. So now maybe it's, this is one of the things where Larry Flick's going to call me and be like, "Bitch, how do you not know this song? This song was the number four song." Blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay. If Larry Flick and Christian talk to each other on the phone, would they just say "bitch" to each other the whole time? <laughs> bitch, I actually think bitch, Christian, I think bitch, Larry Flick bitch. would live with Christian. I know, just be bitch the whole time. <laughs> um, Bosco found her groove on this song. I thought she did so good. Mm-hmm. But why um, do you think she found her groove? Where do I think she found it? No, why do you think she found it? Like, why now did she find her groove? Was it the song in particular? There's a few things. I think the pressure's on. Mm-hmm. This is a song that she can do sultry sexy, which mm-hmm. I think, as Courtney X says, Bosco knows sexy. Mm-hmm. I think she said she was busting out her stripper moves, which I think if she knew she was getting to this point, it's hard because you don't want to show all your tricks on this stage because as we've seen with other contestants you may have to lip sync again and then you're like well where do i go from here and i think bosco doing her floor work which we're going to see in a little bit i think she was saving maybe some moves that she's like okay i've got to i got to go into the reserve i'm going to give everything i can on this lip sync because it's do or die right now jasmine said that this is the song where she decided because she'd already done all her tricks she was gonna go campy and i was like i want to talk about that what was the campiness yeah what were you gonna say she says that she's going to go camp, but really her only camp move is she pretends to sweep across the stage. And then other than that, <laughs> yeah. it's the same. Oh, no, she's, oh. she's reeling in Bosco. Yeah. Oh, it looked like a sword was stabbing her. I, oh, that I, I didn't get camp from them. I mean, I feel like camp is like a Gigi Good doing little steps on super, or what was that one called? Um, Not super bass. What do they do for Nicki Minaj? Anyway, her and uh, Widow Von Du. But I mean, I think that there's like way to do camp and I didn't see camp from Jasmine Kennedy. I think Jasmine Kennedy thinks she's doing camp. I think when a, a pretty person makes an ugly face and thinks that's them being funny. Um, but again, yeah, but, go ahead. What, what did you think? I, I feel like I've given my thoughts. What do you no, think? No, about no, no. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have much to say. I mean, I think Bosco clearly wins it. Again, I'm more about, cause I'm not a dancer. I don't even know that. I'm not a trained dancer and whatnot. So like, I feel Bosco, maybe it's the way it's edited or whatnot. She, I'm all about capturing the spirit of the song. And I feel like Bosco really captured the spirit of the song more than Jasmine. I'm not sure this, even if we give um, Jasmine Kennedy benefit of the doubt and that she was bringing camp to this, I'm not sure that was the right thing to do here. I feel it required a sort of uh, sultriness, sexiness, kind of like maybe something that what Willow Pill brought to it as well when she Mm -hmm. did her song. Uh, I think it required that. So in other words, you can throw in some, a little bit of camp here and there, maybe that guitar move she did, but for the most part, it required uh, a sultriness. So did the person, the right person go home, Jay? I think the writing was on the wall before the episode even started and we were going to lose Jasmine Kennedy, even though she's been, she's lip sync, lip sync a couple times. I think that the right person went home. I think she's served us well and I do believe that we'll see her again. Well, look, here's the thing is they, yes, they telegraphed it in the, in the cold open when Jasmine says like, oh, well, you know, if they have to go against me in a lip sync, they're going to be going home and stuff like that in the confessional. And then she tells, she's laughing it up, yucking it up with Lady Camden about Daya seems angry. And like, if Daya has to go up against me, she's going to lose all, they set it all up and they, <laughs> they laid the groundwork where you're like, either Jasmine's going to win the whole thing, which she didn't, or she's going to, uh, go home. And she didn't. They, they set, they, Jasmine gave them the, um, she was hoisted by her own petard, so to speak, Jay. And um, now we're left with seven girls still. 
going into episode mm-hmm. 12, we still have seven girls. Uh, it's a long season. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, someone told me, they're like, look, Joe, they're going to have the finale in Las Vegas. Are you going to go? And I was like, no, I've been in a finale. Are they doing it in Vegas? That's what someone said. Yeah, it's going to be in Vegas. That oh. would make sense because you know, they have to book that stuff way in advance. And mm-hmm. L.A. just yesterday lifted their mandate on theaters and stuff like that. So Yeah, I guess Nevada's they, – they haven't really been complying with COVID stuff. So yeah. they were like, yeah, you could have this 10,000-seat theater. Yeah. Also, they might be able to work in their Vegas shows somehow. That's 100% and, going to happen. 100% yeah. going to happen. Uh, all right. Well, that's well, – did you have any final thoughts on the episode, Jay? Um, overall, there was no lip sync that – I think everybody did a great job. I don't know if there's one that I am – going to have to go back and rewatch but i think mm-hmm. I, I said it earlier i really like this cast and what they're doing and um can i give my top four yeah i just want it on record sure i like bosco mm-hmm. i like angeria yeah i like lady camden and then i think i like willow pill so we, so we lost again all. bosco angeria camden and willow pill yeah hmm. i could see them being the top four I do. We met, our diversity went right out in the first half of this season. We have so many white queens. Did you notice that? Let me see. We have. Let's. See. I think Deja Sky and Angeria. Actually, Georgia's Deja Sky. I guess we have an Angeria. We have mm-hmm. a couple people. And then color. we have Daya. We have Willow. And what else? Bosco, oh, Bosco. Jasmine Kennedy. Well, she's gone. Yeah. Who are we missing? I guess it's pre- I guess it's pretty even then if we have seven. I only have six here: Dio, Willow, Bosco, Deja, Georges, and Jiria. No, it's not good when we can't. Camden, queen. Camden. <laughs> one of my it's one of my top four. <laughs> <laughs> Your top four. Well, you know, <laughs> I I love her so much. I just forgot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. I think in top four, uh, I think Angeria a hundred percent will be there. Mm-hmm. I think Willow Pill 100% will be there. Those third and fourth spots, man, they get tricky. I'm actually going to go with Camden and, believe it or not, Georges. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe not Georges. Deja? Daya? I guess. No, I'll go with Bosco. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. I'm okay. going to agree with you. I think Angeri just has something that really shines through the TV. Just charming and effortless. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts. I'm I'm excited for the rest of the season. I whenever it ends in 2023. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny for someone who does these podcasts? I'm I love the long season. I'm like, all right, less content. Like it's set up for me every single time. Now I know what I'm doing every single week. But I know it. I can see it being exhausting uh, for the fandom. But what I would say to the fandom is be like me and just disconnect. That's the thing that people don't understand. Is I think the hardcore fans, and this is probably something VH1 realizes. The hardcore fans find it exhausting, but I think, again, 99% of the audience are just casual fans, and what the fuck do they care, you know? I actually think it's strangely, believe it or not, kind of brilliant. It's not good. What's really stupid is they're really pissing off the hardcore fans, Mm -hmm. but for the casual fan, which is probably the bulk of the audience, because you have to understand something. All these other international shows, they're on Wild Presents Plus. You don't want to watch them? Don't listen to Don't go to Wild Presents Plus. Uh, and, uh, All Stars is on Paramount Plus. You don't want to yeah. watch it? Don't watch Paramount Plus. So for the both, for the majority of people, it's once a week for four months. Mm-hmm. The end. 
You know? I also think that they don't, not that they don't care about their audience, but that advertiser money speaks and they're getting weeks and weeks of yeah. advertisements on one of VH1's higher rated shows. Yeah. Very good point. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. So for Jay Ellis and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Taylor has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Copilot, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Very special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnesia Chopinska, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Coco San Pedro, Declan Prosser, Drew Brooks, E. Smith, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Lauren Eckert, Lionel Campbell, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Nicholas Springham, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson, Karina Williamson, Elizabeth Timmer, Nikki Baker, Robert NYC, David Olson, and Alexandra Sixth. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.